My name is Steve Woodall. I'm the Artistic Director at San Francisco Center for the Book. Uh, we're, I've been here since uh, we were founded in 1996 by two women, Mary Austin and Kathleen Birch. This summer we're celebrating our 10th anniversary in July. Um, many people may know, some may not, that San Francisco has long been a center uh, of, a, of a very active community of people who make books by hand. We think in the age of the computer, people value handwork more, and we find the widest possible range of people. We have a program two years old working with kids in schools, and they come in and make books. We have a huge uh, interest in the graphic design community in our letterpress classes. Uh, artists are making books by hand. Uh, traditional book binding classes are very popular here, and we think that that is largely Hand, goes hand in hand with the whole DIY um, movement. People love doing handwork and making it for themselves. Our exhibition philosophy is really uh, that uh, the, the work in the gallery has a lot to do with the work that happens in the studio here and that the, uh, the book it can be an inspiring uh, vehicle for contemporary arts. We really want to make more people aware of the book as an art form and an art medium. The other thing that we want people to be aware of is that uh, the book has a long tradition as a handcrafted object and uh, it is a user interface. People manipulate the art by hand. The whole velvet rope that we find in a gallery situation goes down. It's a natural medium for artists who want a more intense relationship with their audience. Our exhibition photo books now, uh, for example, uh, strategically we wanted to get photographers in here to see unusual photo books and we, want, we would love to see more photographers making books by hand. So, the, uh, the books in the show are about half uh, books by artists who use photography but may not uh, identify themselves as primarily as photographers. And the other half uh, are books by uh, photographers who do identify themselves as such primarily uh, who are making interesting or unusual uh, photo books, mostly by hand. Most of the books in the show are self-published. This book, which most people would not immediately identify as a book, is by Betsy Davids. Uh, it's inspired by a dream, and the subject matter has to do with her uh, ancestry and a trip she took to Denmark. It can be reconfigured in uh, any number of ways. This book by Philip Zimmerman, uh, who teaches at SUNY Purchase in Upper New York State, uh, is based on a structure by uh, Haiti Kyle, an influential book artist, and Philip is more identified as, a, as an artist than a photographer, but this book is a wonderful uh, kind of melding of photography and narrative. Uh, the uh, story is very simple and very poignant, and the uh, text and images work together to create a kind of uh, uh, poetic effect. What's the story? It's a story about, um, it's a very sad story about bre him breaking up with his girlfriend. And, uh, the, uh, and about transcontinental, uh, a, a, a long-distance relationship that didn't work out. This is a vertical accordion uh, book by Michael Henninger that stretched out as something like 12 feet long. Uh, it's a record of the first year of his son Oscar's life. It's called Oscar 365, and it's a photo of almost every day of the first year of his life, uh, stretched out as we have it here on this uh, table and looking at it uh, from one end 
uh, in an odd way, it reminds me of those terracotta soldiers they dug up in China. Uh, it's like an army of babies. This book by Nigel Poor is called Found, and in 1998, she went out for a walk every day, picked up something on the street that had been discarded, took it back to her studio, photographed it against a black backdrop, and it has made this wonderful record. It, what began originally as a book was translated into a wall piece, uh, one of the wall um, uh, versions of, her, uh, of a calendar for one of her months is in the, one of the contemporary art galleries at the New de Young Museum, and it looks great up there. But this is it in its original form. It's a one-of-a-kind book with her uh, handwritten notes, and uh, it's just a gorgeous book. What we had hoped to do with this show uh, is to get artists into our evangelist tent, to inspire them to make their own books by hand, and I think it has done that. Uh, we have had tremendous response from the photo community, and uh, it is just in keeping with our general uh, mission, both of world domination through book arts and inspiring uh, everyone to make their own book by hand. It's fun, it's not difficult, and uh, it's incredibly rewarding. Hi, I'm Ralph Rugoff, director of the CCA Wattis Institute for Contemporary Arts on 8th Street in Potrero Hill. The CCA Wattis Institute is part of the California College of the Arts. It's been in operation for seven years, and we show international artists uh, whose work looks at different areas of arts relationship to society, arts relationship to different cultural areas, um, and arts relationship to politics, which is what our current exhibition by Thomas Hirshhorn is doing. This is our first time we've turned over all the galleries to one artist, Thomas Hirshhorn, for a single work of art. This exhibition, which is called Utopia Utopia, equals one world, one war, one army, one dress, takes up 5,000 square feet. And if you're looking at small images of it, it's actually impossible to get a sense of how lost you can become in the gallery. It's a very dense, very cluttered installation. It arrived here in four 40-foot-long cargo containers, each packed to the brim. And it took 12 people 10 days, working very long days, to install it. It's, it really is almost an kind of encyclopedic museum of camouflage. I also think of it as a kind of three-dimensional search engine. If you could put in the word camouflage and get it back a three-dimensional rendering of what that Google search would be, it would be this exhibition. From the military to pop culture to fashion, and it intercuts what is basically exhibitions from a museum of camouflage with a philosophical text by a young German philosopher, Marcus Steinweg, that was also commissioned by the artist for this exhibition. And Thomas, who started life um, as a graphic designer, uh, he's from Switzerland, spent time in the Swiss Army, was a lieutenant, and then eventually refused to serve and spent six months in jail. So for him, the decision to wear camouflage or not to wear camouflage was a serious issue. You know, I think he also really believes that there is no singular truth. There is no one way of looking at these things. And that the best way we can proceed is by trying to merge different viewpoints or trying to juggle them and, in a way, keep the tension between them rather than resolve that. 
So, you know, he is, you know, it's interesting. You see behind me these growths, uh, and this is a motif throughout this exhibition. They appear on mannequins, they appear on objects of different kinds. Thomas calls them outgrowths, and they could refer to a sudden idea that's erupting, a demographic explosion, um, a kind of cancer, but they're not, there's no shading of them as being positive or negative. Okay, it's really looking more at a phenomenon. And I think in a way that's ultimately how he's looking at camouflage, but once you've been through this exhibition, I think, you know, it's very hard to look at images of how camouflage is used in quite the same way and feel that they're innocent. Feel that, you know, a model walking down a runway wearing some designer camouflage outfit or people on a beach, you know, sunbathing on a camouflage blanket, that somehow it's, that's a, a safe using of camouflage, that it doesn't have any connection with this kind of world of constant warfare that we're involved in. Camouflage is, is neither seen here as being something inherently good or inherently bad. One thing that interested Thomas, though, was that it's universality. Every army in the world uses camouflage, so they all have different types of camouflage. And in just about every society in the world, people wear it as streetwear. Uh, it's used as design motifs. I mean, it shows up in this exhibition in an unbelievable array of objects, including Barbie clothing. Um, so Thomas, in approaching camouflage, was also interested in addressing globalization, okay, and the spread of a single kind of meaning or single pattern, but also our historical ideas about utopia. So this exhibition, which when you walk through it and you see images of war, as well as images of fashion and art, that may not make you think of utopia, okay, but it's, the idea is sort of that if everywhere in the world people are wearing camouflage, well, that must mean we're all part of the same army. We're all wearing the same dress. So therefore, we're all fighting the same war. So maybe we'll realize that we're all part of one world. And there's a perverse, ironic logic to this version of utopia. But it's a utopia that's pulled out of the actual world we live in, whether it's negative or not.